Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Sad. So, <laughs> so tragic. Yeah, this this was a pretty sad episode. <laughs> so tragic. Hey there, After Buzzers. Welcome to After Buzz TV. I am your host, Miriam Gonzalez. Joining me is my darling, Spicy Mari, here to keep it hot and sizzling with Miriam. <laughs> yes, we are here with season four, episode five. Sit in, and boy, did Hannah sit. In <laughs> talk about this, this acting out. No, this was a, this was this was definitely a depressing episode. Not Hannah's best moment. <laughs> and I, I can you blame her? No. And this was an episode that I felt like was relatable. We kind of saw it coming. We weren't really sure, but we predicted it. And then her reaction to it was, I mean, it was pretty on point. You know, we go through this whole. Sadness, um, confused. We want answers to our questions. We want our friends to come rescue us. I mean, it, you know, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions when you're experiencing a breakup. That she wasn't aware of. That she wasn't aware of. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious that there was something <clears throat> missing. Right. And something was going to happen. There was lack of communication, or you know, they weren't communicating at all. And you know, she she decides to have this impulsive moment and to go back to New York. Now we don't know if it's temporary. <coughs> Excuse me, you don't know if it's temporary or if it's long term. But she goes back to New York, right? And uh, you know, walks in to find that her apartment is not her apartment anymore. All of her stuff is in storage, and you know, there's now a Mimi Rose. Mimi Rose Howard. Who is Mimi Rose Howard? <laughs> It's a, a, a woman and a man's name with the flower in the middle, <laughs> as Hannah would say. But that is really shocking news. And we expected uh, Adam to still be in the apartment, but not to have moved somebody else in. And then we see all these changes done to her place. The furniture is different. Her stuff isn't there anymore. Like you said, in storage. And there's the, an extra room in the in the apartment. A the, master suite. The Adam home. <laughs> he knocks down the wall. I mean, that to me is just crazy. The fact that he took it upon himself to 
not just take over the entire apartment and move somebody else in there, start doing reconstruction, but not tell her not one time. Like, I just don't understand. Either you're a coward or you just don't care and you're just, there's a lack of compassion there. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily a lack of compassion. Definitely the coward thing. There's there's the fear. There's the let's not address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. The elephant lives in Iowa right now. And so we don't have to talk about it. Right. You know, and this whole relationship with Mimi Rose is new, even though they're living together, which, who does that? Who moves in after a month of breaking up with your, you know, she moves to Iowa, but it's only been a month. Like, they just literally separated. That's very, very sudden to not just start dating somebody, but to move them in. That's fast. I, I almost feel like... That's something that maybe Jessa would do. You know, I felt like that was some like and it, it makes sense because later on we find out that that's one of her friends. But I just felt like that was very sporadic and uh, random for them to have moved in together. And for what she does, for what this Mimi Rose character does, she seems like she's more on the mature end. But as we go through it and we start to see her videos, yeah, because you know Hannah starts watching her videos, we start to see that she starts talking about. Uh, her past relationship with Peter and how when she gets into a relationship it starts taking away from her art and for time for herself where she should be focusing on herself but then fast forward 15 years 20 years later we see her now moving in with somebody after a month so I thought that there was a parallel though between her childhood and her current self this Mimi Rose character she's repeating the same patterns that she did when she was younger but yet she's telling these young girls in her philosophy classes not to do this well could it possibly be the fact that it's when you when you make moves like this it's all about the person that you're doing it with okay and if you're in a dependent relationship which is what hannah and adam had they're very dependent on one another okay then yes that's the that's the audience Mimi Rose was addressing, but Adam, when he was you know getting ready to do the play before you know he, he, they took the main stage, he needed that independence for his creativity. And Hannah kind of was like in the middle of that happening. So could it be that Adam has evolved to being with a person like Mimi Rose, the person that Mimi Rose is preaching to all these women about being? Well, I can see that if I didn't think that that was still a part of Mimi Rose. Because she's speaking from a place of experience. So only someone who is not thinking and impulsive moves in with someone after a month. So although he thinks that he's gotten with someone who's very different from Hannah, he's gotten with someone who is probably just as crazy, I think we will find out. And and this is just, you know, we're not into predictions yet, but who moves in after a month? I get it. You have that one friend, but that's like one out of 20 that that, that, the relationship works after having not known each other. I feel like that Hannah's been gone a little bit longer than a month, but it's still less than like three. Well, she said you were in love with me a month ago, so I'm just we're time stamping it with that. But yeah. it could be it could be one to three months. We can't really tell. Yeah. So you know that's that's left to uh, our interpretation. But it's just unfortunate that they didn't communicate, and she could have possibly stopped this. Mm. But at the same time. There were signs previously that led up to this moment, and you know, Adam admitted it was a relief. And I can understand why it's a relief for him. And Jessa points out the the truth of the matter is the fact that she's gone for two and a half years. What are they, what are they supposed to do? Sit around and flick their, as she said, their you know, 
the little man in the boat. They're clit. We can say it. <laughs> like they're clit. <laughs> you know, until she until she's done. You know, life continues to happen. Life to, continues to evolve. And you can't just sit around waiting for somebody to come back around until they're ready to okay. be there. So, in regards to... Jessa, since you brought her up, we might as well dive into how infuriated I am with the fact that Jessa is supposed to be one of her best friends. And we get it. Jessa's upset that her best friend has left her to mm-hmm. go get her master's with this amazing program in Iowa. But at the same time, what about the loyalty and allegiance to your so-called best friend? She hooks this girl up with... Uh, Adam, without telling Hannah whatsoever, and Hannah's right, she would remember something like that, but I think Jessica purposely did not tell Hannah, or just didn't care enough, but that shows a lot about their relationship, and I think that she did it out of being malicious. I think that it came, I don't think it came from a good place. And her resent towards, her resentfulness towards Hannah, I think is what sort of, uh, created that, you know, element or environment for her to do that. I think that's where it came from, a place of being hurt. I will agree with you on the resentful part of it. I think that, um, I think that Jessa does these things to kind of push you to your limit. She's pushing Hannah to her limit and without realizing it. It's Mm -hmm. like, first of all, we didn't expect Hannah to come back, but now that she's back, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is life. Right. Deal with it. Adam moved on. He's happy and, you know, let him be happy. And, um, the interesting part was when Marnie came to see her and starts discussing it with her. She's like, "Look, you know, you're going to have to let him go, right? Because mm-hmm. if not, he's go- he's going to resent you for not letting him go, and it's just going to make the whole situation worse. You know, there's going to be a lot of more resentment, and you know, it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do. It's really a hard thing to do to let go. But Hannah ultimately needs to let it go, and I think that Jess's doing this is her way of pushing her to letting these things go." So do you think that Jessa was or is intentionally pushing Hannah to her limits, like you said, or to the edge? Subconsciously. But what does she gain from that? What does Jessa gain from doing that to her friend? Nothing. She's just, that's just her nature. I think that her nature is just to push everyone and everything in her life to the limits to see how far everyone and everything can go without realizing it. You know what I mean? So it's like with with Birdie when Birdie wanted to commit suicide and die. You know, it's like, oh, well, that's really not a good idea, but she helps her out anyway. She pushes it to the <laughs> limit. Touche. That is a good point. I would really love to hear what our audience and fans thinks about it. You know, if you guys want to call us right now, 323-256-1729 or tweet at us at AfterBuzzTV. Let us know. I mean, because this is up for debate. I think it's absolutely wrong on all accords Hmm. that she hooked her girlfriend's boyfriend up. Because at the time, he's still her boyfriend. They have not said it's over. So if that were to ever happen with any of my friends, they would have gotten more than just one, you know, (laughs) little punch on the side of the arm. (laughs) More than. (laughs) But do you, I mean, that that shows their their friendship, though. Because Hannah hits her, and I think that some of that was coming from, I can't believe you did this. And just you know, responds back and hits her back. But they're still friends. I don't think the dynamics of the friendship has changed at all. No, their their relationship is an immature one. It comes from an immature place. And so for her to for Jessica to not think that that was a bad idea, it's like, honey, don't you know the etiquette of <laughs> friends and exes and hooking up with other friends? You just don't do it. Especially that close. Yeah. 
that and he's living in her apartment. That's what makes it even worse. It's not like he moved on in another city or in a you know in his own place, his own life. He's in her place. And I know in New York it's different than California. In California, we have a rent, we don't pay it, we get evicted. And if you want to own a home, you know you have to go through uh, you know mortgage brokers. But when it comes to New York, you have to go through um, a certain type of voting on apartments in order to get into your apartment. So it's almost as if you do own it because you can't just rent anywhere you want to rent. Like there's a waiting period to get into that apartment and then you have to get approved to get in. So I know it's like an actual process and it's more ownership and entitlement to the apartment. So it's not just she can just walk away from the apartment. It, her name is probably still on the lease. Oh, yeah. So, I just don't understand how he can think that that's okay. Oh, th- and who's going to pay for the giant gaping hole into the other room? But what does that say about <laughs> this new Mimi Rose character who comes in at this time knowing that he has unfinished business with Hannah? And, because she knew exactly who Hannah was, so obviously mm, she she's does. heard about her, she's seen photos, I'm sure, because every girl investigates just like Hannah did. I don't hate to be that woman who Googles. <laughs> But was that not epic? Because every single one of us have been that woman that Googles. Come on. I mean, you have, first of all. (laughs) Instagram stock. As a woman that Googles, I want to know that I'm not going to date a serial killer. Okay. For one. But for Hannah to find out who this person is that's living in her house, yeah. Who is she? What's her deal? Why is she with my man? Right. WTF, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But not even that, like, the fact that she felt comfortable to move into Adam's place knowing the current situation. What does that say about her once again? What does that say about this Mimi Rose character? She's a, she, she's got to be a fake. Because she seems like she has it all together on screen, on camera, in her studio. But at the same time, Adam likes crazy. He attracts crazy. We've seen a history. The last time he broke up with Hannah, the girlfriend before that had issues as well. Mm. And so, you know, now he goes on to this next girl and we, and this is the first time I've ever felt a little disturbed and angry with Adam because I feel as if he is growing into this next mature level and leaving Hannah behind. Yes. And unfortunately, he's doing it without Hannah and has moved on to experience that with somebody else. And that's what really hurts is the things that they had talked about that they wanted to share. She thought she still had that option. Yeah. And Apparently not. She doesn't. Marty she doesn't have the option. Best. Like, let him go. Like, yeah. he's telling you what it is. He put it in her face. So she has her answer. And it's unfortunate because they should have communicated. They really should have communicated at some point, like, look, I just can we just be friends? You know, there, there's all these cheesy, long conversations that people have, and they do it in text messages now, and they do it like in emails, yep. where you can be specific without being specific. And hell, he could have lied to her. He could have lied to her and said, you know what, I need some time to be with me. <laughs> not even say about the whole girlfriend thing. And she would have taken that softer and not have gone maybe to him. You know what I mean? Right. She's, what she was doing was, once again, Hannah was escaping. She was seeking refuge. Yes. She went back to what's comfortable, familiar to her, because things got tough in Iowa. So she ran. Coming to somebody who she thought would be there to embrace her and hold her and be her little savior, because that's what Adam does. His sister Caroline even said that. Yeah. And he, that's not what Adam was there for, although he did bandage her burn. <laughs> Better than Ray did. Better than Ray. That cast that Ray put on there, workman's glove. But what I, I thought that I did think that it was interesting that we got to see each friend come back into the picture, come yes. to visit Hannah at 
what is to be her old apartment um, for her never to live in again. And we each each time she came out of the door, it was almost like a gateway to one friend, a gateway to the next friend, a gateway to the next friend, each one of them trying to save her and bring her out of this moping and misery that she was experiencing. And I don't even know if it was Anna being hurt that she was coming back to comfort and it wasn't there waiting for her or Anna really being in love with Adam and being hurt by the fact that he's moved on because somebody who's in love with somebody doesn't move on to school and not talk to them at all or FaceTime, you know, text, email, something like she just no communication. You're not that in love with Adam. You just wanted the idea of him still being there. It's, you know, Adam said something interesting about their relationship and he said, you know, when you were here, did did we really truly work? Was it really working? And, you know, she was like, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't, but we could make it work. And it's like, you know, realistically, um, I mean, he said it goes, we've tried it in different ways. And the thing about their relationship was it wasn't organic. It was There was always something forced about it. So... I took it as them just being two awkward people trying to make things unawkward. Exactly. It wasn't organic. There was nothing natural about them. There was nothing about their natural about their interaction. There was nothing even really natural about their sexual interaction up right. until like the very end where yes, they were making love, but even then, because there was no communication about what's gonna happen next, it wasn't natural. Because natural communication when something is healthy and mm-hmm. vibrant and right, you're able to say, you know what, look. A, B, and C are going to happen, and let's do it this way. But there was none of that. There was no sort of um, ebb and flow to their relationship, to the way that they talked, to the way they communicated, to the way they were around each other. Um, even when they addressed things around other people, you know, I mean, like when Adam had dinner with her parents, it's like here's you know to Hannah having another bunch of random <laughs> you know miss. Yeah. So it's like lack of support. Yeah, there's lack of support there. It's not an organic relationship. Good point. And so when something's not natural like that, it's very unnatural to say, um, how do I have this conversation with this person and say, by the way, I think I'm going to move on because you're not the one for me. You kind of flipped me out. And the fact that you left, I'm relieved. Like, that's a huge statement. That's a huge statement for Adam to say, like, you left. And now I feel like I can breathe. Yeah. That's what I got out of that. And, and, and you know what? I can see how that's possible. I can, I can see that as well. Because, because he is pretty much, while she was there, he was taking care of her too. She was needy and desperate and pathetic. And so he did, he was rescuing Hannah all the time. Exactly. If she can't handle life on life's terms and life's terms are very minimal, what happens when something big happens? He can't take care of her forever. It's very taxing. It's very exhausting, you know, and for her to make a choice without him to leave for two and a half years was like a smack in the face. And she doesn't tell him like, oh, naturally over dinner. She right. tells him naturally right before he goes on stage. Yeah. And so this is my point. Like, they don't really have um, an organic, natural relationship, even though we want that for they them. They don't have a healthy relationship. No, they do not have a healthy relationship. And we want that for them. We wanted that from them for them from the beginning. But it just wasn't happening. Now, every single time something happens to Hannah, now it's you know leaving school, coming to New York, and now it's finding that uh, her boyfriend, who she thought was going to be waiting for her, isn't there. Autumn always brings up a good point. Autumn, our host who isn't here today, always brings up a good point. Of, I hope this is Hannah's awakening moment that 
kicks her butt into reality to finally take responsibility and step up. And at this very moment, I'm hoping the same thing. I'm hoping that we will see her take some courage. Go back to school. I'm nervous because of the previews that she's not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would hope that this would be that Anna step up moment. Yeah. And, and every episode we wish for I Hannah know. to step it up. Is this going to be the come to Jesus moment for right. Hannah? Is this the one? And, and, and no, it's never the one. Oh, no, it's not that never yet. the one. Okay. It's not there yet. Dang it. Uh, and she still has a lot to learn. I mean, um, as, as far as we know, there was, you know, a season five of girls coming up. So Woo-hoo. she's got, I think, a whole other year or two or three of learning. So it looked as if, because um, we didn't mention the fact that uh, Shoshana had come to visit. Yes. Shoshana had brought up the fact that she, or she she questioned whether she was the only one who didn't know. And she was like, not to be insensitive, but I am I the only one that doesn't know this? And that sounds like a Shoshana question because she doesn't want to be left out. Um, that also sounds like a Marnie question. I mean, each one of these girls have friendship insecurities. But at the same time, was Shoshana the only one who didn't know Shoshana and Hannah? Because it looked as if when Marnie came that Marnie did have an idea because she already had this get over him speech ready to go. There was no like crying and holding Hannah like Marnie usually would. No, you know what I think it is? Marnie right now is in this delusional what she considers to be an organic healthy relationship which we know is so not and it's her first of all Desi moved in Marnie of all people giving relationship advice exactly exactly and it's like you know, and the way that I could translate or relate them is here we have Marnie who finally wins Desi mm-hmm. and got Clementine out of the picture and it's her way of saying to Hannah, like, you know, just like Desi moved on, you're right. going to have to move she on. She let him go for like, a day. Oh, and then I was thinking maybe it was her previous boyfriend that she was talking about letting go in order to find maybe Desi. I don't know what Marnie, who Marnie was referring to about letting go. Oh, it's But she only let Desi go for a day, and then he came running back after Clementine. Yeah, it's not the ex from the beginning okay. season. <laughs> because she I'm didn't... Like, who did she let go? Marnie was definitely sleeping with him the entire time. Yeah, it, it took her forever to let go of that situation. Once that she realized that... that um, oh, what was his name? Why am I... I know, I'm having a lapse, too. <laughs> it's been that long since he's on the show. What? Um, <laughs> let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, so, but anyhow, she had a hard time letting that relationship go when she saw that there was success there. So I really think that her hanging on to and giving the let go speech is the whole Clementine and Desi situation. It's like, look, in order for me to be happy, Desi had to let go of Clementine. And look at how happy I am. He's moving in. And, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You think he was refer- she was referring to Desi letting go of Clementine. Yes. Oh, got it. You know, I'm sorry I haven't been there for you. Like, you know, we go on, on a, you know, a cell phone diet where we just don't answer our phones. I'm like, oh, excuse me, Miss Hoity-toity. <laughs> Must be nice. Right. But business does not call. You don't have a job. <laughs> you know? She's a writer slash singer <laughs> now. <laughs> so, yeah, she's not on a strict schedule. But, I mean, them living together, I just, th- that's another one. So, if you think about it, Desi moving in doesn't make any sense either because that's another rush relationship. He yeah. just broke up with his girlfriend. Now he's moving in into Marnie's place. These are just bad move after bad move on everybody's accord. I'm definitely interested to see Mimi Rose's backstory, because if it's anything like Desi's, where Desi just got out of a relationship, right. he pretty much lost his home 
Pretty much, right. Where was he going to go? Exactly. So he didn't move in because they're passionately, madly in love. It was, he has nowhere to go. It's the most convenient thing for him to do. Absolutely. Now Marnie's happier than a clam because, well, they can have clam bakes now. (laughs) And then I did think it, it was interesting, too, that Ray kind of confessed his desire for Marnie having not, you know, he kind of admitted, I felt like, like, if he was an option to be chosen by Marnie, he would have liked that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we see that Ray is definitely, uh, he's, he's the mature one, but he's definitely insecure. And, you know, he says that Marnie's out of his league. Mm-hmm. He feels that Marnie's out of his league. And realistically, yeah, maybe she's pretty, but she's not out of his league. She's. He, she, I think that he thinks that she thinks that she's out of his league. Oh, I don't think. She, I don't think that he really thinks that she's out of his league. I think that he thinks that she thinks she's out of his league. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah. It's thinks, in Marnie's mind that she thinks she would be too good for the likes of Ray because he's, you know, not in the entertainment or, you know, art. Like he's not in what she, I think, deems a dignified career path. But now she's this, you know. I don't know what you. I don't know what she's doing. She's just trying to find herself. She's like a little gypsy now. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't even know how to. Marnie is not who Marnie used to be. No, she's artsy fartsy, trying to find her way, writing songs with her writing partner slash sort of lover, live-in boyfriend. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's messy. It's messy. Girls is messy, and I love that about it. <laughs> I it love that messy. it's messy. It is, but I just feel bad for Ray because I, I, I want him to have somebody too, and I was hoping that he was leaning towards Shosha, Shoshana again, but it looks like he's still thinking about Marnie, oddly enough. Or at least, you know, his priority right now is traffic. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's definitely obsessed with the traffic. He's definitely obsessed with the traffic, and we'll see a lot of that coming up in the next episodes. But, um, you know, the one thing that I realized about these characters uh, in this episode is there was a lot of honesty. So you feel like this episode, I, I guess, you know what, there was. Every single person was honest and just expressed to Hannah straight how it is. But I feel like they've always been honest. Nobody sugarcoated anything. But honest with themselves. Honest with themselves about what was honest, what was going on. Like, Marnie, mm, no, she's still delusional. But, <laughs> you know, she was honest about letting uh, letting Adam go. Shoshana, you know honest about the the you know what needs to happen as far as Hannah moving on and not being stuck inside of that apartment mm-hmm. um Jessa honest about how she played a role in it yeah did you expect us to wait exactly and and as far as Adam is concerned he was the most honest finally that conversation that they had when he was rap- rewrapping her hand <laughs> they should have had that conversation like Four episodes ago. Why didn't they, though? Because this is girls, and they don't. (laughs) They don't address things. They sugarcoat. They throw it under the rug. They pretend it didn't happen. Like, you know, Clementine being his girlfriend, or, you know, Hannah going away, and they need to break up. Like, they they just... they, They don't really address the things that need to be addressed, and this is the one time that I saw that there was a lot of honesty that needed to happen in order for them to evolve, for them to move on, for them to let go and to grow. Yeah, well, someone who's been consistent, consistently honest is uh, Caroline. Yes. <laughs> uh, Adam's sister is always honest. Her and uh, Lair are having a baby now, so we got to see pregnant Caroline. Her belly is big. She's getting her feet rubbed. And she's kind of, she's pitying Hannah, telling Hannah that she feels sorry for her, and she's sad to see her going through this pain, that she wants some tea. Everybody keeps offering Offer her tea. tea. 
<laughs> I guess because tea is soothing. So, so is a glass of wine yeah. and so is a shot of tequila. Uh, that's right. That's what story. I was thinking. Like, hmm, tea, huh? Is it going to be spiked? Like, <laughs> hotty toddies? Right. But everybody was trying to comfort her with tea. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was super funny when, uh, that, even that Caroline and Lair have this relationship now. They are really in love as they kiss each other holding Hannah. That was the most bizarre moment in the entire planet because they were like, oh, you know, if you need anything sexually, we, we're here. We can offer that to you, too. Did you catch yes! that? I was like, she's But this so is an weird. awkward couple that <laughs> makes me feel like, oh, well, they're weirdos. I understand why Hannah and Adam would work because weirdos belong together. But now I feel like Adam's rejecting that relationship or dynamic and is trying to settle down with somebody of a different uh, level and view on life. Or somebody who thinks that they're more mature. Yeah. So we will see about that. We'll find we out. We will see. <laughs> so it, it, sh- it should be interesting. But we see Hannah, you know, winds up leaving Adam behind with her suitcase and uh, going to the storage unit. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next. So shall we get to predictions? We shall. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. And now... You're after Buzz TV. <laughs> I think that Hannah left the program in Iowa. I think she ruined no, it. No, say it ain't so. I think she ruined it. I mean, there, there, unless there's some sort of break, I think she ruined it because we see in the previews that now she's like, what's a, what's a reasonable job for right. me? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the clogs or some clog model. <laughs> So, yeah, she left the program. I'm pretty sure she did because leave it to Hannah to do the thing that she's not supposed to do. So, I because I do think that she's immature and she's too cowardly to stick something out that's hard or that may be showing her a form of rejection, I I agree with you. I think she left the program. And her dad didn't help at all, like we mentioned last episode. But I predict that... Uh, I think that Hannah's still going to... I mean, yeah, I think that she's going to try to get Adam back. I don't think that she has let him go altogether. Mm-mm. I think that she's going to do more research, do more stalking of this Rose, Mimi Rose <laughs> character. <laughs> and we're going to be... It's gonna, we're going we're gonna to discover some, I think, shocking information about Mimi Rose. I don't think that she appears to be what we think. She's only been there for a month, and she's a friend of Jessa. So at some point, she was either coked out, um, but she's been, you know, a sex addict. We're going to find out something crazy. <laughs> well, it's possible they could have met in AA. I mean, yeah. Jessa and Adam have been going to AA together, and I love how Hannah's like, so what does he talk about there? She's like, you know we can't discuss that. Right. It's a anonymous. It's like, come on. Um, But I I definitely, I agree with you. I think that there's going to be some revelation about some sort of seedy past. Maybe. Some insecurities possibly. I don't know. We're seeing repeat situations with these girls. Yeah, we are. So, new girl, new situation, same probably crapola. Right. I think that uh, that Ray and uh, Shoshana are still going to at some point get together though. I think that we're going to start to see that her suggestion of him taking it to um, what the city council, yes. I think that we're going to see him starting to eventually reap some of the benefits of that and seeing that Shoshana has guided him and made him a lot more wiser and then the light bulb will go off that she's better for him. Because she even admitted, I wasn't, he, he admitted I wasn't too old for Shoshana so you know, why is it that I'm too old for Marnie? So I think that in the back of his mind he will go back to Shoshana at some oh, point. Yeah. Shoshana I think is the more mature mentally of the <laughs> four of them. 
oddly enough, being the youngest one. But, um, so yeah, uh, as far as Jess is concerned, I just see her throwing more wrenches into the situation, making things a little bit more chaotic, as she's always done. Um, and, you know, Marnie and Desi. Oof. And it looks like, yeah, Marnie and Desi are getting tired of each other on the preview, so based off of that, I think that, like every girl, once you chase somebody long enough and then you finally get what you want, you realize, mm, I'm over it, not really cracked up to be what I thought, you no. know? So she's going to start experiencing some of the same issues that Clement Diet probably had with him. Isn't that ironic how that happened? Yeah. Sex. You're like, I thought I, lo- I, thought I wanted you. You seem so I awesome. You. I don't know what you happened. You seemed like the raddest person. Not. But can you get your stuff and go? <laughs> exactly. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord switch you. So, <laughs> so we'll definitely see what happens with um, Marnie and Desi. Because, you know, you're right. It's very sexual. It was very... Um, Passionate. Want, it was pa- because we want what we can't have, right? And when you're on una- when he, because he was unavailable, she wanted it more. And now that he's available, I just see that just slowly falling. And when apart. you're the other woman, you never really know what a relationship is like with that person because you've never been in an exclusive relationship with yeah. them, so you don't have any clue of how they're going to treat you as your boyfriend. Yeah. So I think that it's an eye opener, awakening experience for her. So maybe this will be the moment that slaps Marnie in the face. Oh, we we'll shall see. see. We'll see. We shall see. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to find out in the next episode of Girls. It's uh, we're already at episode six next I week. Know. Time is flying by. So, anyhow, we will catch you guys next time. You can find me on Twitter at Miriam L. Gonzalez. You can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on AfterBuzz TV. At AfterBuzz TV on right. Twitter. <laughs> Hi. Make sure you download us and rate us on iTunes as well. Like all of our videos because you know HBO Girls is awesome and we rock. And ask us any questions that you have as well. You guys can play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at spicy underscore Mari. S-P-I-C-Y underscore M-A-R-I. Until next week, we will see you, Girls fans, on AfterBuzz TV next Sunday. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 